What's up, Buttercups? It is Nate with episode 26 of Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. In this episode, we get a week seven recap from a fantasy and betting angle that we discussed on the last pod, a standings update, and touch a little bit on the Dodgers conspiracy theory that is rambling over a little bit on the internet, but a lot in my head, and you get my perspective of it. If you like some of this content, go ahead and check out the 58 West King podcast ran by a league member, Tony Patriot, within this league, and Champions Dynasty League podcast, where we combined four leagues, the top three members of each league, to create a dynasty in the first season to determine who is the best manager of all time amongst a bunch of people who know each other but don't know each other. I'd like to take a moment to express my gratitude and thank each and every one of you for listening to the podcast. I still get kind of shocked or mind blown that people will reach out to me within DMs on Twitter or Instagram saying that, hey, I like this segment or that segment or, you know, it's pretty cool, fun uh, concept. Give me some ideas and stuff like that of things they want to hear. If you have anything you'd like to hear within the podcast or in the future or just thoughts or whatever like that, uh, go ahead and shoot them my way. You can find me at Instagram, Twitter at Naterade530, N-A-T-E-R-A-D-E. Five three zero. the numbers at the end. I just wanted to take a moment to thank each and every one of you. It really means a lot to me. And if you like what we're doing, go ahead and give it a share. Uh, tell a friend or something like that. Uh, rate, review if you would like. But, um, just tell people. More feedback that we get, the more stuff that opens up some of the creativity that we're doing here. So, all right. Just wanted to add in that little note. And thank you for listening. Love you. Hope you enjoy. Episode 26 of Taco Court Fantasy Football League Podcast. I am your host today, and I am also the manager of the Vinegar Strokes, the only two-time champion within Taco Court Fantasy Football League Podcast, and also the commissioner of this grand and fine league. Let's get into a Week 7 recap and touch on what happened in Week 7 of the NFL and fantasy football landscape in the year of 2020 in matchup number one we had too hot to handle headed to tony patriot both of these teams live down the road from each other tony patriot had an outing of 30 points out of the houston quarterback 27 out of dj moore those look pretty decent right think hey i'm getting 27 out of dj moore might actually be a good day Uh uh-uh uh-uh devonta adams for too hot to handle 47 points, Green Bay quarterback, 36 points, Todd Gurley, 22 points. Too hot to handle, takes down the matchup, 162 to 114, moving them to 4-3, and three, and 20 Patriot dropping to 2-5. and five. Matchup number two, we had I shave my balls for this, headed to Password is Taco. Password is Taco gets 38 out of the Seattle quarterback, seems to be a norm, seems to be a norm, putting up digits. 
A.J. Brown, 31 points. Tyreek Hill, 17 points. Didn't matter as the overall balance and magnitude of I shaved my balls for this. Gets 33 out of James Robinson, 24 out of Keenan Allen, 23 out of the Tennessee quarterback who put on a show late in the game to save his fantasy day. Password is Taco takes their first loss of the season, moving to 6-1. I shave my balls for this, moves to 5-2, jumps into third place. 152 to 123. Matchup number three, we had Chad's team headed to the Eskimo brothers. The Eskimo brothers are the laughing stock of all fantasy football, not just Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. Enough that they are the laughing stock that we named the last place trophy in Champions Dynasty League, where we took four leagues and took the top three owners out of each league to see who is the best of all time amongst the forward leagues. In Dynasty format, we named the last place trophy the Josh Peterson. I don't know what the rest of that statement is supposed to be, but I don't know if it's going to be like the Josh Peterson Memorial Award or whatever, but it's probably going to be like something with a Jeep. But he's trash. And uh, yeah, sometimes you find some gold in people's trash. Some people's trash is other people's treasure, I guess. Our trash is his treasure. Anyways, I'm rambling. Chad's team gets 21 out of Chase Edmonds, 20 out of the Kansas City quarterback, 19 out of Kenny Galladay. The Eskimo brothers get 27 out of the New Orleans quarterback, Terry McLaurin, 24. Alvin Kamara, 22. Takes down the matchup, 128 to 88. Both teams move into two and five. Matchup number four, three penis wine, our reigning champion up against our reigning Sacco, the Scroat Squad. This one, Wayne is the Scroat Squad, obviously. I don't want to say obviously, but Wayne is the Scroat Squad. But the Scroat Squad needs to get their damn belly button pierced because the three penis wine won last year and said, hey, your Sacco punishment is get a belly button piercing. The league voted on it prior to the season. It is getting into week eight, and we have no confirmation that the Scroat Squad has a pierced belly button, Rebel Without a Cause, and he's back. He got 29 out of Tyler Boyd, 29 out of David Johnson, 23 out of Chris Godwin, as three penis wine had 20 out of the L.A. Rams quarterback, 18 out of T. Higgins. B. Scotty put up 18 on Thursday night. Scroat Squad keeps going against the system, taking down three penis wine, 149 to 125. Get your fucking belly button pierced, Scroat Squad. Baby Ruth. Traveled to the murder boners. Baby Ruth in that bottom tier of teams, as always. But the team seems to be coming around. Murder boners get 19 out of Brandon Ayuk. 18 out of the Bills quarterback. 14 out of DeAndre Swift. As Baby Ruth puts up 21 from the Atlanta quarterback. 20 out of Antonio Gibson. 20 out of Gio Bernard. Takes down the matchup. 119 to 103. Both teams sitting at 3-4 and four currently. And for the marquee matchup of the week, we had the pocket dogs traveling to the vinegar strokes. The Vinegar Strokes took took a took a, a hit this week, losing the old dirty bastard, Odell Beckham Jr., which was a weird knee injury. They're saying torn ACL, but it looked like he just banged his knee on something. It was weird how like where it happened and where he grabbed it. Anyways, the whole team just took a hit after that. Everybody, you know, other players stepped up. The players that you want to step up stepped up. But man, Vinegar Strokes. Vinegar Strokes get 
23 out of the Jacksonville quarterback, picked that guy up off waivers, 17 out of Juju. He came around, said, hey, yeah, I'm here too. Deontay Johnson, number two in Pittsburgh, lit it up, not in somebody's starting lineup or else we would have mentioned them already. But oh, David Johnson gets 16 points. This one hurts. This one hurts. The pocket dogs get 55 out of Tyler Lockett, 26 out of D-Hop, 25 out of the Carolina quarterback. Their third best score has more points than the number one score on the vinegar strokes. The Odell Beckham going away affected the team negatively, the opposite of what it did with the Cleveland Browns. And the vinegar strokes take a loss, moving to four and three, and the pocket dogs moving five and two, 159 to 95. That one hurt. Folks, that one hurt. Standings update in first place at six and one. We had the pet team named Password is Taco. Finally took an L. We'll see how that affects the team. At five and two, we have the Pocket Dogs, and I shaved my balls for this in second and third, respectively. Four and three, we have Too Hot to Handle, Three Penis Wine, and The Vinegar Strokes rounding out the top six. Three and four, we have The Murder Boners and Baby Ruth, seven and eight. At two and five, rounding out the rest of the league, Scroat Squad, Tony Patriot, Eskimo Brothers, and Chad's team in last place. See how the rest of the season goes. We got people battling for the Sacco. We got people battling for those top spots within the playoffs right now. Everything seems to be reachable, really, for everybody. I mean, last place is two games out of being in the playoffs. So, oh, we'll see what that is. Betting recap. Last week, we gave out six individual bets on the podcast. I believe it was six. I know I have nine in here somewhere in my texts, but I believe I gave out six on the pod that I was doing, and I added the other three. I'm referencing that through a text chain that I have with a couple compadres. Anyways, I know these six were here, but I'll talk about the other three. We had the Seattle-Arizona over 54.5 at minus 110. Cash that. Kansas City minus 7. Cash that at minus 111. Pittsburgh money line was even money. I believe they were like a half point dog or something like that. Or they started like one and a half dogs. I think Tennessee is trash. Cash that. Atlanta fucking screws the pooch again. Atlanta was a minus one and a half favorite. We played that at minus 110. And of course, they score. Todd Gurley scores. Todd Gurley scores. He tried to fall down and fell in the end zone. What a fucking idiot. God damn it. And Atlanta can't even hold a team for a minute. Matthew Stafford just goes down the field and they win. Fuck. Fuck. Atlanta minus one and a half. Dallas plus one. Fuck. I I feel like I'm going to lose a lot of money on Dallas because they have to win a game. They have to. They have to. And they're going to do it against someone they shouldn't. Ugh. They got fucking molly walked by Washington. Anyways, bet them plus one. Thought they would win the game at minus 115. Eh. Dallas, Washington over 45 points. I believe that was a loss as well. So eh. also added Josh Kelly of the Los Angeles Chargers over 51 and a half rushing yards. Nope. Nope. Justin Jackson under 48 and a half. Cash that. Yep. Kamara over 64 and a half rushing yards. Catch that. So for the ones I believe I get out, gave out on the pod, we went three and three. 
and then the other three that I don't not sure I didn't listen back so the other three I know I put in the little chat thing but two and three there so overall five and four on the week not bad been on a heater so um you know having a day where you win one more than the other seems more logical uh let's see what else we want to get into oh the Dodgers won a World Series. I know this is a fantasy football league podcast, but the Dodgers won a World Series. And I'm a Dodger fan. My sister is Curse. And she was born in 1988. And last year that Notre Dame and the Dodgers won championships. So is the curse over? We don't know. My mom thinks that my Notre Dame needs to win a championship. But is everything falling into place? Trevor Lawrence just got COVID. Notre Dame plays Clemson in a couple weeks. Who knows how it affects him? He's all right. I don't think that it matters if Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback or Uncle Rico's the quarterback at Clemson. I think Clemson mops the forward with Notre Dame. But who knows? I should mention we lost another bet. I bet the Rays to win the World Series against the Dodgers. So we won that bet because the purpose of doing that was so that reverse karma would happen. And the Dodgers will win the World Series, and I'd lose money. Best bet I've ever made. Anyways, the Dodgers win the World Series. Justin Turner leaves the game in the eighth inning because his test came back positive for COVID-19. I think there's a little conspiracy here. Justin Turner gets tested for COVID and has an unconclusive test. I think that's what it's called, unconclusive. Like, they can't tell if he does or not, right? Prior to the game, MLB knows about it. The Dodgers know about it. Everybody knows about it, right? Except the public, apparently. But he has an inconclusive, inconclusive, that's what it is, inconclusive test. So they test him again, and they do a rush test thing. Like, hey, we got to get this thing done, whatever. They let him play, though, right? They let him play because we don't know if he's got COVID or not. Granted, he's around everybody anyways right? They're playing all together and everything like that. So it doesn't really matter for everybody in the bubble. Like they're all in a bubble. How does he get COVID? You're in a bubble. I don't know. Room service, something like that. I, I don't know how you get COVID. Everybody within those little bubbles is bubbled. I don't know what it's like at hotels and stuff like that, but, um, or wherever the hell they were staying, maybe a fan brought it in to the steam. I don't know. How do you get COVID? You're in a bubble. But if a player gets COVID and everybody else is exposed, they quarantine these teams for 14 days. So it's game six of the World Series. He may already have it, but everybody's been around him anyways, right? Close proximity. They're going to need to go 14 days before they can play a game seven if there's a game seven. My thought, hey, fuck it, let them play, right? We just won't say anything about it. We won't say anything about it. We've got to play the World Series. Cool. Whatever. You choose to do that, play the World Series. Right? Just play the World Series. Game six, game seven, if it needs be, because everybody's together anyways. Fuck it. Let them have them sleep in the goddamn stadium. Who knows? Right? They're playing the next night anyways. Dodgers are losing one nothing. Randy hit a opposite field homer in the first inning on an outside slider. And he just poked at it, and the damn thing went 300-and-something feet. 
effortless, it felt like. Rays are up one nothing. The rest of the game's close. Sixth inning comes around, and the Dodgers put up two in the bottom of the sixth. Dodgers are up at the end of six, two to one. Now, here's the thing with baseball. For a game to count as fully played, you have to go six innings. So at that point, if the game is canceled the rest of the way, the Dodgers would win the game per league rules. I didn't fact check if this is the same for the fucking World Series, but I assume so. If the game were to rain out or snow or whatever the hell it is, you know, based off where the location is, granted, they have a dome thingy there at Globe Life and all that kind of stuff, right? But in general, say they're playing up in Boston and it's a freaking snowstorm, you play seven innings and then it's like too crazy or there's lightning everywhere or whatever, the game's done and it counts. So after six, the Dodgers are in position. But what we know is that the Dodgers bullpen can be shaky. The closers have been kind of being shifted around left and right or whatever like that, right? But the Dodgers have leverage at this point. You want to play a game seven? Nope. You want to win it now, right? They put in Urias to finish out the game, but is he going to go three innings? Who knows, right? You don't know what it's going to turn out to be. You don't know what it's going to turn out to be. Can he get through three innings? I mean, the dude was lights out. It's Julio Mania in Los Angeles now. But let's say Julio Urias gets a couple guys on base or something like that and he's shaky and then they got to take he gets out of it and then they take him out right put in somebody else do we trust recently what has happened with the rest of the bullpen to hold a lead nope nope so apparently in the end of the seventh or eighth inning close to around there right i believe it's the in the seventh doctors come out and say hey uh justin turner's test is positive for covid19 dave roberts takes him out of the game because his test came back positive that's what the story was given to us that night. Now, the, Dod- the Dodgers use COVID-19 in order to put leverage on MLB. Remember, the Dodgers got screwed out of two individual World Series over the last three years, one by the Houston Astros, who got absolutely no true punishment or consequences from MLB. Their coach got fired. They got fined a couple mil or whatever. Nothing crazy. They're still the world champions of that, that year. Title wasn't taken away. No nothing. Boston, same thing. But now the Dodgers are saying, hey, we're not losing this one. You guys screwed us out of this. Now we're going to put it in the ball in your court. By the Dodgers taking out Justin Turner at that point, after everybody's already been exposed to him, so it doesn't matter. Does it really matter that he's out there playing? Everybody's going to quarantine anyways. Maybe it matters. I don't know. Maybe someone didn't get close enough and he's going to round third and then get COVID. What's the likelihood that something tragic happens? I don't know. I don't know all those numbers. I'm not a fact checker. That's a joke. But by taking him out of the game, they put the leverage on MLB. Now you get wider strike zones for the Dodgers and tighter strike zones for the Rays because the Rays cannot win this game now because the game is already already done they can't they can't sit there and say that justin turner had covid and we're going to play game seven while everybody else has been exposed to him tomorrow night can't say that justin turner can't be on the field because he's got covid but everybody else was around him in close proximity everybody has to quarantine is mlb going to wait 14 days in between game six and game seven to play to finish out the world series no way in hell no way in hell that happened this was a brilliant move by the Dodgers. I don't know if the Dodgers did it on purpose. I'm not 
saying they did. I'm not saying the doctors helped out the Dodgers either. MLB probably would have said, hey, let's keep it shut. And the Dodgers came out and said, yep, boom, positive. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Turner gets tested a couple more times this within the next week and it's like, oh, it was a false positive. I don't know who runs the doctors and all that kind of stuff or if they're Dodgers, local doctors, you know, team doctors and all that, or if they're given to them by MLB or whatever. But it seems like that could be a possibility. By the Dodgers taking them out, they ensure that they won a World Series in six games. Who knows? MLB radios down to umpires, right? in between innings and they're going and getting a drink or something from whatever. And they're, you know, they get on a little phone thing with whatever their replay people, New York or whatever it is. Right. And they're like, Hey, this just happened. We can't afford to have a game seven because we're going to have to wait two weeks. They're going to be quarantined in that bubble. We don't have leases that law, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like we have other events planned at the stadiums or whatever it is, right. Employees and all that kind of stuff that are traveled and how much it's going to cost all the radio time, rescheduling television, everything like that. MLB is not going to have the interest of a game seven two weeks later. Dodgers played it well. Ensure they got a World Series. Reparations. Reparations. <sighs> I think that's it for today. That's a recap of week seven. Standings update, betting recap, five and four last week, three and three for what I believe I gave on the pod and how I think the Dodgers ensured they got a World Series. Don't blame them. What are you going to do? Even if they find out, oh, they, they, Bob, you know, they did this, 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 and faked COVID tests and all this kind of stuff and did all this inconclusive, and the doctor said this because nobody else knows what the hell's going on. Um, and they came back and said, oh, it's positive. Well, maybe we read the report wrong thing. Uh, you know, honest mistake. Um, but we got it figured out later on and he's not really COVID positive. So everybody's safe and fine and all this kind of stuff. Water under the bridge. Dodgers fucking took one up on MLB. Took one up on MLB. Justin Turner's on the field after. You know, everybody's talking about that, but nobody talks about how the Dodgers played MLB here. (sighs) No banger this episode. I recorded this a few times, and um, that part is just a little bit tough to get through. So we'll see um, about the next episode, maybe on the preview episode for next week, week eight. This is Nate, Talk Core Fantasy Football League podcast. Appreciate you listening. Love you. Bye. (laughs) 